We're back with another episode of Two and a Half Chicks. On today's episode, we welcome back Brian's girl, N, who you might remember from Season 2's Maximum Pleasure episode, where we gave her advice on how to achieve the elusive female orgasm. She's here to confirm she's batting a thousand now, and what simple thing made the difference? We talk about navigating intimacy and stress in relationships, and how Brian and M's role around stress seems to have flipped. We take on the subject of dirty talk, and how you might explore it with a partner who hasn't quite tapped into it yet. We discuss sexual satisfaction and desires, and how two people with seemingly different styles can bridge the gap. We also talk about how aging can change one's sex life, and get into the exploration of fantasies with open support, creating a safe space to explore each other's kinks and fantasies. Finally, Brian and M talk about how they've been able to find common sexual ground despite their differences. So settle in and stay with us for this candid episode of Two and a Half Chicks. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hello! And today we brought back a guest from the past. We brought back Brian's girl, M. You might remember her from Season 2, Episode Maximum Pleasure. Maximum Pleasure. <laughs> By the way, I think was our most watched, almost listened to Oh, episode. yeah. It was. It was one of our most listened to episodes, wasn't it? It was because it was an embarrassing moment for me. Everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You had a blast on that episode. I just listened to it. <laughs> uh, I, did. I did. Uh, so in that episode, we talked about, uh, well, actually, it was a follow-up to another episode where we talked about um, Brian. It was an intimate look at Brian and M's sex life. And yep. uh, we did a lot of advising and uh, trying to basically help give suggestions to uh, spice things up and and help with the, I'm going to be really frank here, the rate of orgasms. Well, a lot has changed since then. I mean, I was saying that Brian and M weren't even living together yet. And uh, one of the things I noticed was that the stress that M was under and needing to change her headspace so that she could focus more on her body and less on her stress. So Brian, I go, I think you guys changed roles since then. Because now Brian's been talking the last several podcasts about his brain and stress and work and how he can't get into it. So yeah, anyway, my defunct, my defunct uh, abilities to you know produce on a regular basis. <laughs> last time we gave a lot of advice about how to to spice things up, and and you were already at the time doing your listening to podcasts and doing research and like thinking about what you wanted to do. But we've heard several accounts since then about. You batting a thousand. So <laughs> I just wanted you to come on and, and just prove that I wasn't lying. Corroborate <laughs> his story. That's um, right. So what, you know, what's, what's going on from your perspective and what's working for you? Um, well, I will confirm the batting thousand <laughs> since the episode. Can I? There it is. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Appreciate the accolades. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I'm not quite sure exactly what changed. Like, it might have just been getting it out there in the open and talking about it was a way of uh, maybe giving myself permission to let go and just enjoy it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, and this is all done without breath control or, <laughs> ha- you know, tugging, you know, like hair pressure grip tests on hair, yeah, test- hair grip, grip nothing. <laughs> It's not like we've done anything spectacular and we're not doing cartwheels in bed and doing this and we're not talking dirty to each other. We're just doing our basic what's good for us 
routine. Right, honey? Am I wrong? Mm -hmm. Nope. I was thinking about this. I was thinking of topics for the podcast and I was thinking how a good topic could be, um, people who are having problems like calling in and asking Brian for advice because he is quite good at things. But then I was thinking about it, like in relation to our talk tonight, like if it actually, if that was what made a difference and it really isn't because you really don't have, you don't do very much. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, explain that a little bit. Explain that a little bit. Oh, she, she doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have to work very hard to bat a thousand. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't do got it. Got it. But what made that? Di- what made the difference for you? You said you opened up. You got a little more. Gave yourself permission. You think that was it? I think so. And I think maybe things falling into place a little bit with Brian and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like it was. It was rough at first. It was funny because I told you guys. I, I, her and her daughter. We we talked the other, not too long ago, and she's like, "Buh." Remember when I didn't like you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I didn't like you either. Oh, my goodness. You know, but now it's Only you would say that life. to a child. <laughs> I mean, high stress is definitely a libido killer. And if, it he, is. if he wasn't getting along with your daughter, who is so important to you, that would affect your libido. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we could just get rid of the dog, I think I would definitely oh. ramp it up a bit. We just need to get rid of the dog. Oh, maybe we should ask. We have a great dog. He's really, he's super well behaved. His happy place would be with somebody who loves to go hiking. He's great off leash. He just, we just don't have much time to give him what he needs. Yeah. If anybody wants a dog, yep. <laughs> he's a don't look at lab me. pit mix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love big dogs, but I, I cannot have another dog. You just like big dongs. But anyway, going back. <laughs> But going back to us, like what, like we actually, she, she recommended one time, I think that what we should start doing is planning like a sex night. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not planning no sex night. I'm with her. And I was kind of mad about it. (laughs) How can you not plan a sex night? It's so fun. Well, it's funny because I've never had to plan sex. You don't have to. It's just fun. I think what the, the more I thought about this is because I lived alone for so long. When I was married, there was no amazing sex. Like my wife was not the greatest person in the world sexually. You know what I mean? It was just kind of vanilla. <laughs> it's just when I, when I divorced her, like, well, when I was with other people and I realized there was a lot more than vanilla, right? I realized like it was just spontaneous and passionate. But the thing was, I lived alone. So when I saw these people, it wasn't every night. It wasn't sleeping next to them. It was, you know, it was sporadic, but. I live with someone now and it's, you know, I live with a dog and a kid and I now I'm in a new place with a lots of stress and all this other stuff. So it's totally different. So when she said that to me, I was like, no, but now like, it's not like I want to still plan the, you know, sex night, but I do say to her, what are you doing tonight? I want to do some cuddling. <laughs> so, and then she gets all perky and everything. It's hysterical. <laughs> so when you're dealing with all that stuff, you don't have sex immediately on the brain, right? Like the dog no. and the kid and the work no. and all that stuff. So it's literally the last thing on my mind. And I hate right. to say but it's the last thing. But that's what I'm saying. Like if you plan a sex night, doesn't it give you something to look forward to? Like that it's not going to be your regular sex night. It's going to be like something different. It's going to be something that we plan that, we're going to do something different than we normally do. Isn't that exciting? Uh, well, I will say this. You, doing that without a child in the house is different. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because what we do is we have a routine, right? We fall into a routine. We go home, we eat dinner, 
you know, by the time we clean up, she's already got to put the kid to bed. And then she's gone for an hour. She falls asleep because she reads the kids' stories. And, you know, by the time I'm watching TV, now my brain is finally relaxing. I'm watching mindless television or I'm sitting outside looking at the stars, you know, like, cause I got to tell you, Reno, as much as I can't stand it, the mornings and the nights here are amazing. I'll sit outside and decompress. And by the time I go upstairs, I just want to go to bed now. You know, by the time she gets ready, she cleans up, she gets into bed. I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have sex at 11 o'clock at night. I want to be sleeping by 11 o'clock at night. Whenever I try to initiate, if it hasn't been planned, he doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) And he's admitted that on the podcast. He has. Like he's admitted that quite a few times. The only time he wants to is if he plans it ahead of time now. (laughs) Yes. Well, we have to both be on the same plan though. You know, I have to tell her, like, you know, all right, look, I know you're going to put the kid to bed, but don't fall asleep. Don't be in there too long. And she falls asleep anyway. Okay, so sex plan aside, if you're not in the mood, there's nothing she can do to get you in the mood? Oh, yeah, she can. She does. Like, we just had sex twice this week, right? And back to back. Okay. And because once, because I was drunk and she got turned on because I was drunk. And don't say you were. You were a little turned on. You felt like you could take advantage of me. No, it was because of the night before. If the night you got drunk and I was like, dang it. What do you mean? We had, oh, yeah, that's right. The night before we had sex. Then I got drunk the next night. She wanted to take advantage of me. And then she tells me, I'm going to, I'm going to touch myself. And I was like, that just got me going. So then I started to like, okay, well, while you're doing that, touch me. And then while she started touching me, I was like, okay, game on. Maybe that's what she has to do to when you're not in the mood. Just do something that like unwittingly you find sexy. Yeah. That was, that was I got, I'm not going to lie. That was pretty sensual. That was pretty cool. <laughs> But why don't you tell me, tell them what you said the next day? Uh, do, you re- do you remember last night? <laughs> <laughs> she said that to you. Do you remember last yeah. night? Do you remember last night? Yeah. I was like, I had three glasses of wine. I didn't sit there and drink a fifth of Jack. <laughs> you kept saying how drunk you were. <laughs> well, I was. You saw tonight. I put the port the rest of the wine and only like a, a you know, a fourth of a glass poured in. Oh, <laughs> I drank almost a whole bottle of wine the other night. Okay, so this is a very different scenario than it was last time we were on here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But it's funny because going back to what we were talking about and how we're, you know, the the sex is not, I'm going to say the sex has improved. We've always had good sex together, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like, I was so used to being like a very verbal sexual person. Like I tell stories, I talk in their ear and I... Tell them, tell me who you want to sleep with and, you know, tell me about your past lovers. But I told you when I talked to her about it, uh, and what, you know, I don't know. I probably mentioned this before, but I don't like doing that with her because she's so serious on the answers. Oh, you said it was because she was so sweet. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, tell me about the last guy. Well, you know, we were in the living room, oh, you and say- you know, this, and she says it's so blase. About it. I'm like, can you That's right. You got talking about the, uh, you got talking about the the tone of voice. Because yeah, by default, that. she just doesn't talk like that. I get it. You know, she doesn't I have a sex it. phone operator uh, yeah. sound normally. You know, and like you know, like when she talks and like when she does get sexual with the talk and everything, it's always about her and I. I don't want to hear about us. I'm already with you. Tell me about somebody else. That's going to be a little weird for you, Em, though. Like, is that a little weird for you that he wants to hear about you and somebody else? Because that's not something people are accustomed to talking about with a current lover. Well, the hard part is it is like I don't really want to be with anyone else. So, like, I have to 
lie if I like to come up with stuff. Make up a story. You have to become a novelist. Like lying isn't something that I can, I do very, it doesn't come naturally. No. And it's bad because she'll start giggling and all kinds of weird stuff. And I'm like, it just takes the sexy right out of it. You know what I do? I just turn the lights off. I keep my mouth shut. We do what we got to do. I go to bed. You know what I mean? And it's not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It feels wonderful. Like it's always like very like, like dragged out and like I like my orgasms like you know they're very like prolonged because it's very tantric but it's like I want a little dirty talk and I want it to be real like sounding like you know I don't want well you know we were at the, my mom's house in the living room and you know <laughs> so you've but you've given that feedback right a oh, hundred times you mentioned recently Brian that you oh I don't know if it was after the I remember I don't remember which episode it was in I don't even know if it's aired yet but you mentioned something about having a hard time talking dirty to her because she's so sweet. And I remember Monica and I going, yeah, but what if she likes it? So have you ever tried that? I don't know. And do you like it when I talk dirty? Mm, maybe. That's a no. You haven't, you haven't really tried it with me. You could try it. I, uh, if somebody would have just said, oh my God, I would love that. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, but mm, I don't know. You could try well, it. She hasn't tried it well, yet. So how could she know if she likes it? Right? Yeah. I don't know what it would be, but. I think the most, the biggest thing is if it turns you on, then it would turn me on. Uh, yeah, but, you know, here I tell you all the time what turns me on. And, you know, it's not like you're doing it, <laughs> like, verbally, well, verbally. I, I told you, because I, it's, I have to lie about it. Like, there's <laughs> <laughs> a make-up a story. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the worst. She's the worst liar Right, but since we planet. were talking about that and that didn't work, I was going back to the idea of you talking dirty to her. Maybe, M, like, uh, look up some stuff on the internet and write down a script and memorize the lines. And then that way you could just say it, you know, because it's just memory. But you have but to, pretend. like, figure out how to say it the right way. Not like, exactly. Oh, You're I right, did Monica. this, you know. But, but, <laughs> but you know. Don't you, give all of the background. Yeah, you're not the reading background. it. You're not reading it during sex. You're actually all trying to act you're it out. in the moment. How do you say it? As if you're feeling it in the moment, right? That's yeah. right. And I, and yeah. make it sound like it was you. Don't make it sound like it was somebody else's story. So all you have to do is instead of saying, I want you to do this to me, and I want you to do this to me, and I want you to do this to me, you have to say, oh my God, he did this, and I felt yes. like this, and he did that. Yeah. You have to change yes. your tone of voice and speak low and get near his ear, and yeah. Right? Is that but I about? know how she is. She's very, very, like, she's going to laugh. She's going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> gonna laugh. And I'm going to deflate. And then I'll be like, and I'm going to get upset. It makes me think that Brian's a blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> I am, Monica. Right now, I'm just a boy toy. I'm a fuck doll. Oh, my oh, goodness. Geez. No, you're not. All right. So if that one doesn't work, what else you got? What what else? What about, like I said, what about you talking to her? Well, what, baby, what I should do? What if I start telling you stories about my past? How would you feel about that? Maybe. I don't know. Try I don't know. I'm not sure. Just try it and then we'll see. Well, here's the here's here's the other problem I have with her. And, and I mean it's in a very good way. I, 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 she's so sweet. She's literally the nicest human being on the planet. Okay. And, and I don't mean it's in a bad way, but like she's so wifey. She's not girlfriendy. Okay. Oh, we're gonna don't so let's not do that. I again, know. I, I know. It sounds horrible. The- no, no, no. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I love her so much, and she's so adorable. And the sex we have is so fitting for us. But you, you know? think you have a freaky side that um, you haven't tapped into yet? Maybe I don't know, but I like well, your last suggestion. Like I think you should try that, baby. Hey, I'll, tr- I'll try it. Yeah. I, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to feel bad for saying it. 
<laughs> she doesn't like it. You don't do it again. That's tone all. Tone it down. Like Tess said, yeah. just tone it down. So it's not like at a level 10, you know, it's like at a level five where you don't say, you say something sexy, but you don't say something mean. Oh, no, okay. I never say anything mean. Oh, you know, okay. I, I never would do that. But well, like, like, you know, you know, some guys in the spur of the moment will call a girl a whore. Some girls wouldn't want to be called a whore in the spur of the moment. So that might come off as mean, but you can okay, also like, you know what I mean? But you can also oh. like. Not call anybody a name, but just say, I don't know. I'm like, suck my cock, you fucking whore. Well, how about leave out the you fucking whore? Well, you can call her your whore. You know, that she's or your my whore. beautiful whatever. Like, yeah, like put a positive spin on now, it. Do you, do you hear yourselves? Yeah. Suck my cock, you beautiful girl, you. Come on. Oh, I wish you were about. We're just saying, like, just make it more intimate between you two even though you use the dirty words sometimes dirty right, needs Tess? to be dirty folks well i agree but you're the I'm one saying the you didn't know how stuff. you felt weird saying it to her so well yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's hard to okay. say things like dirty to her so what you're saying is it's just not what you two have together because she's sweet so maybe that's not something you want to explore okay so maybe that's not something maybe you could spice it up in other ways maybe that's not it's what you're funny explore. because like every single day i see her I see the the most amazing person I've ever met. This is not a secret. I tell everybody this. You You know, I tell her friends. I tell my friends. It doesn't matter who it is. My family. So when I see this woman, like when I get into bed with her, I love cuddling with her. She's like my cuddle buddy. And we, you know, like I love it. And we have sex and I go to bed. But it doesn't need to be that filthy kind of dirty sex. I can't wrap my head around it. I don't think I could do it with her. How do you feel about that? Are you satisfied with the, just the lovey dovey stuff? Yeah, I think so. As long as, as long as you're happy with it. Oh, yeah. Um, Cause the I thing, told- are, like you say, you wanted me to stimulate your prostate, but then you won't ever let me <laughs> and like stuff like that. It's not because it's got to be the right moment intestinally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't it. have eaten something bad. Oh, yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I can't eat. Okay. You don't want to have a night. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, do that after a certain diet or what happens. I mean, let's yeah. face it. We go out on dates. We have date night a lot. And I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Every single time, it seems. And she starts to say, I think that you're doing it on purpose. I mean, she was dead oh. serious. I would get such stomach cramps. I would be like dying to get home and use the bathroom. Is that activity one of those things that you have a hard time doing with her because she's so sweet? What activity? Prostate play? No, 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 not That's at all. That's not one. Okay. No. Well, we were just trying to see if that might have been. I, I have no problem with her doing that because she's so nurturing too. Mm-hmm. She did this thing. She read it or she, what did you find it on a podcast or something where you were just doing me, you know, rubbing me and just told me this isn't sexual. This is just. Oh yeah. She was yeah. just doing everything in my groin area and down my thighs. And I literally started to fall asleep. And it start, it felt so good and relaxing. And then I felt bad. And she's like, well, you don't feel bad. This was supposed to happen. This is what I read was going to happen. But mentally, I couldn't wrap my I thought it was supposed to lead to sex. Yes. And the opposite problem exists. So every time I try to make a move, I sit in the sleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> relaxing. Well, she, I'm telling you, she's not lying. Listen, fo- listen to her voice, folks. I mean, when you hear this girl's voice, right? It's a soothing, relaxing voice. It's it's not Very just sweet. like a brisket voice, right? Yeah. It's a sweet voice. When she's touching me, the pressure is probably 0.2 pounds. When I give a massage, it's like 10 to 15 pounds of pressure, right? It's like having a weight on you. When she does it, 
It's literally like you're like getting caressing, yes. relaxing. Yes. And she does it so slowly and I, I fall asleep. I can't help it. It feels great. So you gotta like, you gotta just be harder and harsher to keep them away. Yeah. I need ideas for how to make a move without you putting you to, to act sleep. like a bitch. <laughs> you just need to act like a real bitch and start throwing things at his head. <laughs> I bet you if you start throwing things at his head and start breaking things against the wall, you know, away from smack his ass little one. I don't know. He's gonna like <laughs> chase you down and pin you to the bed and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Though he did say in another episode, he doesn't want to be dominated. You know what? They make it funny. Get like some stuffed animals and throw that at him so he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things we talked about in the last episode was you guys like either reading some stories together or watching some movies with different types of sexual content. You guys never did that. I oh, would no, love to do that. Yeah, but I fall asleep. Well, do it on a, <laughs> well, you can't ever do it earlier because of the bedtime, but. I was going to say, like, do it, um, like, it's really the whole point of doing it is to find out what, what resonates. Like, when you watch different types of stuff, it's like, did that turn you on? Did it not turn you on? Did it evoke a response? You know, that You kind know of what thing. it's like? I, I, I would love to try that, but I got to be honest with you. I, I feel uncomfortable watching something with her like that. Oh, jeez, Brian. <laughs> I think that you just, unco- I think you uncovered one of the biggest issues is the fact that you can't see her that way like yes it's exactly you're right suffering from like the syndrome that you used to hear like men in the old days i don't know if they still have this problem but where you know they would have the 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 wifey who was like the saint to them right girl for bed and the girl yes for bed. And the girl, yep. and then, yes and that's what she is 100 percent. in the last episode you told her close the door when we close that door you can get as freaky as you want i agree but i can't do that right now i can't i that's i have a block Okay. In my head, because she giggles through everything. She, you know, it's like, it's not your fault, honey. It's not your fault. You are who you are. I love you for who you are. But the fact that I was, is, it's really hard to wrap my head around her. So, you know, physically, what, like not physically, sexually. Once those lights turn off and the door closes, you start calling asshole, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you just gotta change his opinion. He's got of you. She tried that once and what happened? What happened? You got mad? Well, we were in an argument one time. She told me, fuck, what'd you tell me? No, 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 no. This is an argument. Argument is different. I'm talking about when you're in the room alone and you're thinking about doing something. That's when she should, she should just start hurling the, 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 the words at you. Asshole. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> he would just laugh. Look, he's laughing yes, now at the thought of it. Exactly. Exactly. Cause he and knows like, it's not who she is. Yeah. You know? Yes. And you know, and I, you know, and not, not to be, like I said, listen, and not to be mean, honey, I love you to death. Just know everything I say, I'd say it with the best of intentions, right? Like, you know, she doesn't put perfume on. She doesn't like, you know, things that like I will smell and maybe get a little, she just, you know, she's very natural, you know, it's like, and it's like when she dresses up and we go out, like we went to a concert the other night and she looked good and we had sex, like we, had, you know, we got back. I couldn't wait, but it's like. I wouldn't mind a little, you know, perfume every once in a while and, you know, that kind of stuff. But she's just like, you know, this is right. I can see her at Burning Man. Burning Man's very sexual. No, not for that reason. She's very granoly. <laughs> Have you ever been to Burning Man? It's yeah. Very, but you, is it really that bad, Em? No, um, it's not bad. It's very, very, there's a lot of sex involved in is Burning Is that true? Man. A lot of free spirits. Yeah. I didn't, well, well I only... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You it's can going tell on right now, by the name. way. 
Yeah. You can tell the story. Don't use the name. <laughs> I only saw it with the friends I went with. <laughs> and? This couple invited me to go with them, and we were staying in their motorhome, and they got really drunk oh, one like, night. And <laughs> see where this is going. We went to a bar, and then there was another girl there, and my friend, that the girl, started, like, touching her, and, like... They were all three getting into it. And so I hopped on my bike and rode off into the desert. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean, folks? She wasn't the third person. I would have did the same thing. She was not, not me, the man, third person. I would have gone in there. Exactly. And I thought, man, this would be a great story. Tell me in bed. You know what I got here? They did that. And man, I got on my bike and rode away. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know what you should do? Just blindfold them and read an audio erotica story that you find on the internet, but do it in a Ooh. sexy voice. And then he won't know that you're her reading it. Her voice is sexy. Like her, like she does have such a great sexy voice. I imagine yeah. you whispering and would sound really good. <laughs> no, even okay. her normal voice. I love her normal voice. There's no giggling. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. It's the, it, she thinks everything is a giggle. Look, he, he looks at, here's the thing. We're not here to change your sex life. You know, this is like, it's whatever makes you two happy together. You know, that's what's important. But if you want to like go down that road of adventure a little bit more to increase your frequency or excitement or whatever, there's a lot of options. But I don't want it to come off like we're saying what you should be doing and that your sex life isn't great the way it is. I mean, honestly, it does sound like it's good. You know, continue as is. It's like I said, it's really good. It's just not, it's not 19, 20 year old sex anymore. (laughs) And I feel like I feel bad sometimes because I feel like she's not been with a lot of people. Like she's only been with what, 25 people, hon? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, it's seven or eight. She's seven or eight. She's, yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) If you have seven or eight and you don't know which one it is, it's 18. Some people don't count them. I don't count. The tip counts. But the point is, I feel like she's found her like a little bit of a sexual awakening with me. Am I wrong? No. So it's hard for me to like, like I'm on the downslide and she's on the upslide. So it's like. But it sounds like you're only on the downslide because she's so sweet and because you're so stressed. As a person, do you really think you're losing? You don't think you're losing your sex drive. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's not like I go out and like when I see a pretty girl now, I'm like, yeah, she's pretty. I want to go play golf. I don't care about that stuff That's anymore. That's kind of a good thing. You're not tempted. That's good. That means no, you're happy. I am the least. So my buddy and I had this conversation the other day. So he's coming to visit, right? My buddy Jeff's coming out to visit and we're going down to see you and we're going to, we're going to go on a golf trip. And we were on the phone and I was telling him all things we're going to do. And his wife was with him in the car and he's like, I don't want you, you know, you know, I, I tried to shut you up a little bit because I don't want her getting all jealous for us going out. I'm like, jealous. We're on a road trip and play golf. What the fuck? What's there to be jealous about? What were you saying? All I was saying is we're going to be doing this and we're going to go near place. We're going to go play golf. We're going to drive here. And I was like, what does she think we're doing? You know what I mean? I'm not here to, I'm not cheating on anybody. I just want to go literally hang out with you. See you guys down in LA, drive the coast, play some golf and come home. Yeah. I don't, it's not nothing about women. There's zero has to do with women. You know what I mean? And. You asked me this question 10 years ago, and I'd be like, we're going to be fucking everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. We got to pay for it. We're going to be doing it. Now, I'm like, I ain't doing shit. I'm never going to find anybody better than this. So it's not like I'm going to ruin this. 
And to be honest with you, I probably developed a little bit of a conscience now. So if I did do something, I'd feel really bad. That's not a bad thing at all. You know, because there's two people involved now. The more I think about this conversation, the more I'm happy with the basics. (laughs) There you go. Well, I mean, when we started having that conversation, it was really about you wanting her to be satisfied. That's all it was about, you know? Now we're kind of talking about how to make Brian satisfied. (laughs) I know, right? Now that's what the conversation is now, right? We actually delved into all this creativity just to be able to help M find her mojo. But, like, (laughs) it's not necessary. I would love to hear more from guys that are my age about when they're having their orgasms now. Because my orgasms are not as strong as they used to be. And I don't know if that's a a testosterone problem. I don't know if that's because of the, like, the way we're having sex. I don't know what it is. Are you talking about the feeling or the output? the, The feeling. The feeling. So it's like, not like that crazy toe curling, snap your tendons, stress, you know what I mean? Tightening and, and releasing. It's more of like a, just a, okay, like uh, there's the release. You know, it's more like a, it's more like a symphony than a, than a heavy metal. It's not like, so maybe you guys could ask older, you know, like the guys you've been with or have, you're with. Have you been checked for your testosterone levels? Uh, well, I've just got blood work, but I don't think I've been tested. Tested for testosterone. But the amount of times I cry, I got to imagine it's pretty low. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I mean, it it is typical for it to get lower once men go above 50. But I don't know if that has to do anything with the, with the feeling of the orgasm. Like, again, when you're having your orgasms, are they toe curling or are they just like, this is just so nice? Yeah. No, I'm having the same thing. Like, they're not as strong. Like, they're more localized. They're not full body. Right. Right. What about you guys? For me, it all depends on the circumstances. Okay. Like, I don't feel like mine are any less than they ever used to be. But if I'm not into it, I'm not into it. But if I'm into it, they're really, really good. Okay, Monica. For me, I'm having other problems. Oh, I forgot I have to take blood work to see if I'm on menopause. I'm experiencing pain. So I, it's completely killing it for me. Oh. So you're experiencing vaginal pain mm-hmm. when he's penetrating that me? That doesn't go away. It's I think it's dryness that just doesn't go away. That's normal with menopause from what I hear. Yeah, it's it's terrible because like I can't I can't enjoy but it. But can you use anything to help with that? The lubricant doesn't work. Really? Well, that sucks. So it's it's been very painful. So it's almost like I'm and I'm also getting to the point where I just don't care. I I'm starting right. not to care. Like, okay. I'm okay. You know? I know it sounds horrible, Monica, but like I'm and I love you and but like sometimes I think like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You guys are depressing me. I know, right? It sounds crazy, but like if we were, I'd be happy if we just went on vacations and did fun things and stuff like that. And if the sex happens, it happens. If it don't, eh. Yeah, I still care about having a connection with somebody, but like if I meet somebody and like, let's say they have, uh, what's the word? ED? Erectile dysfunction. I actually won't care. Like I'll be okay with it. I would care more about being able to spend time with that person and being on a good, having a good connection with that person. Oh, we need to rebrand the podcast then. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I, I did tell my doctor about it and he said, I'm supposed to get blood work. I forgot to go. So he'll let me know. I'll get back to you guys if I am or I am not. If I'm not, then it might be something else and I have to investigate. Yeah. I'm not in menopause or maybe I am. Maybe I'm beyond menopause. Menopause, I'm menopause, menopause. I think is when menopause. you lose the testosterone levels, they go down and, it, and, 
from what I understand, the symptoms are like depression, like symptoms. Yeah, I could tell you, like the amount of sunlight that we get here and everything, I shouldn't be depressed. But there are times where, and I tell Em all the time, I'm like, you know, I like, I like miss my family sometimes as crazy as they are. I miss my friends. I miss the East Coast. I miss so much of it. You know what I mean? And it like, and I even told her the other day, you know, I know I've been out here for almost two years now, but my feeling of not wanting to be here has not lessened. It's tolerable because of her. And, you know, I've been getting out and playing golf and doing all kinds of stuff, but it's not what I want. It's, it's not what I, you know what I mean? It's not my long-term plan. Well, Em, are you willing to move if he wants to move? Yeah, I'm open to considering it. Just circumstances aren't really in a position for me to do that right now. Okay. And I wouldn't do that to her anyway right now. You might just have to wait a little longer. Exactly. And I am trying to open up more because I'm trying to take more trips out here. Like we did the Oregon coast. We took, you know, I need to experience and I even told her I want to go to Montana next, you know, rent a cabin in Montana this coming year just to get away and, you know, and invite people if they want to come. Because Em and I will both say the same thing, right? The more the merrier, right? We aren't that couple that says, oh, no, we need to go together. No, if everybody wants to come, that's a better time. At least you're compatible travelers. Yeah. Like I said, she's like the perfect female for me. She's absolutely wonderful. You know, I wouldn't trade her anything. I'd trade a dog in, but I won't trade her in. <laughs> well, that's a relief. You'll trade the kid yeah. in, but not her. <laughs> I'll trade the kid. The dog, the kid, then her. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, oh, man. Look at Tess. Tess, are we depressed you tonight? Um, I'm just not where you are. That's all. I'm in a different place in my life. I don't, I don't feel the same, but it don't have to. It's not. Oh, you mean life. about traveling? No, sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sex, Monica. <laughs> I don't care about traveling. I care about sex. I'm the opposite of Brian. I don't care if I ever travel. I don't give a shit about travel. <laughs> well, I will say this. I don't and, and- care if I see the world, but I don't want to lose my sex life or all my sex drive. Like, I don't well, I'll say this. And, um, like when I was single and having sex with multiple people, my sex drive was off the charts, but the, it's but never the, been my world. Like I, I've mostly been... had sex with one person for the last 20 plus years. And my, I've had adventures, but that's not, that's not the sex life that sustains me. Yes. Yes. So like being with multiple people and multiple smells and multiple feelings and touches and tastes and sounds, it's exciting. Yes, it's absolutely exciting. Is it something I would want to do right now? Hell no. I, 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 I'm tired. You know, I don't want to do that shit. You know, I like being with the same person, you know? So, like, I do get having the choice of being with multiple people. Yes, it's exciting. And there's always something new to learn or something, you know, different. So I could see why your sex drive is a little bit more. No, I said I was saying the opposite, Brian. I was saying that. Most of my sex life in the last 24 years has been with one person. Yes, I've had adventures, but that's not what sustains me. What sustains mm-hmm. me is that one person. Like the other stuff has happened, but it's few and far between comparatively. Well, what do you intend, and your, and your husband do to keep things fresh, to keep things exciting? We're kinks. We have kinks that we, you know, we've, and it's just, I feel like, um, we never just are okay with it not being there. And then don't get me wrong. We go, sometimes we go weeks. We probably go longer than you guys go. But when we do come together, it's good. It's really good. And we're both really happy and we both really, really miss each other when we don't. But he travels for work. I travel a lot for like my dad and like I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens. He plays gigs. 
on weekends all the time. So we don't always have opportunity, but we write to each other. We share erotica. We still do all that. So when we do come together, like we really, it's good. It's really good. And we're really happy with it. But again, we also have our kinks, which I think keeps it exciting, which I don't talk too much in detail about. What do you mean you won't talk too much in detail about it? We're going to have to rebrand this podcast because you're going to get tight lip. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be the exciting one now, Des. I know, Tess. I know. You are. Oh, it's nice that you and Tim are able to communicate and, and, and be so open with one another about what you both really like and that you're able to share your kinks without fear of judgment. We explored together. Like we didn't, like our relationship didn't start that way. And we made a space, a safe space for each other to explore those kinks. And our kinks are not always uh, compatible. You know, we're not always like the things that turn each of us on are not like exactly the same. Like I can't cast him in a certain role. He can't cast me in a certain role, but we still support each other in a rich fantasy world. So even if we can't in reality do some of the things that we fantasize about, we can still, like you guys were talking earlier, you were talking earlier about things that you want to, you want to hear during sex or whatever. Like we still, uh, we support each other's fantasies. And there's times where he's like, I want to hear, like, I want to hear what you think. I want to hear what you think when nobody's around. I want to hear what you fantasize about when nobody's around. I mean, we want to, because we've experienced what it feels like to open up and to experience something we never thought we'd be able to experience. Even just sharing it with somebody, like if I have one-on-one sex with him and we're not doing the thing we're fantasizing about, just bringing it into the room with us is exciting. And so we created that environment between us. And and trust me, we are not perfect. But like I said, we go sometimes long stretches, but I never would want to give up because of that. Like I, we both are like, I'm not giving up. I'm just always afraid of if the longer the stretches go, if you you don't use it, you lose it. It's that feeling kind of terrifies me a little bit. That's why it starts in the brain. That's probably what's happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Em? Um, well, I had a, how long? Um, six years, six years stretch before I met you. (laughs) (laughs) It comes back. (laughs) It comes back. I mean, it comes back when I get, when you have a reason for it too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, <laughs> you found a reason to concentrate on it again. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't concentrate on it. It's not going to come back. Yeah. It's like a light switch. It's flipped off. There's not a lot of motivation for it to come back. I feel bad for him. I feel like when she came back, she should have came back like with a 30 year old or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. And they say that men can what father children and late into life. But they can, but they don't necessarily have the same yeah. sex drive, I guess. Well, they're probably doing it chemically, too. I know my buddy's dad was having sex sick well into his like late 70s and 80s, but he would have to shoot himself up. He would have to shoot a, you know his penis with a needle with something to, you know, to get him hard. But yeah. I'm like, uh, my sex drive ain't enough to stick a needle in my dick. Yeah. Some people are willing, I guess. I've heard of more than one place that old people have a lot of sex. Like in the retirement communities and like, <laughs> and there's a lot yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of stuff happening there. That's where all the, like the STDs are. They say <laughs> yeah, the I heard about that. The STDs are in, I heard about that. in retirement communities. Uh-huh. That's funny. Well, any closing remarks? No, not for I me. I don't think I, no, I think, uh, I think we covered it. We see, honey, we brought them down so badly. <laughs> they don't even have closing <laughs> no, remarks. I, I test said it. Very well. If you guys are happy with your sex life, we really don't have to give any advice. 
keep doing what you're doing if you're if you're happy with it. If you're not, then then take our advice, you know? If yeah, I mean if you're not, then you have to bridge the gap. I was just gonna say that Brian looked so cute there talking about how what a badass he is in his little safety committee shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Hey, I save the, the lives is, one, one person at a time. The only thing that shows on the screen is just the, the word safety committee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For our listeners out there, I am on the safety committee at work and we had to wear these shirts today, <laughs> you know, and it looks like I'm in the army with these green fatigues on. <laughs> But hey, like I said, I want to skip all of the, the, the BS at work and I just save lives, okay? Just remember, you have a doctor as a sister and a doctor as a brother, and I've saved more lives than both of them put together. Well, on that note, I want to thank Em for coming on again. Thank I know you. I did thank most you. of the talking and complaining about you, but I do love you crazy. And uh, yeah, we'll make it work, baby. Love you too, baby. Thanks for listening to our show today. Special thanks to our producer, D for turning these conversations we have into arable content. And thanks to you for listening in to Brian and M's intimate journey and realistic look into the sex life of a long-term relationship. Do you have any additional advice for them? Or tell us, do you have a good story to share? We'd love for you to come on the show and share it with us. You can reach us by email at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram at 2.5chicks. And while you're there, give us a follow and make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more content soon. Bye.